0: Hello, everybody. It's time for the Sam and the Big Man NFL podcast. It, the chief Sam Zickman is here. Hello, great man. How are you? I'm it's going. been an inter- interesting last 10 days in the NFL, my friend.
1: Oh, it has, and it's good to be with you tonight to, to record the podcast. Uh, there's some interesting things going on in the NFL. It just throws some crazy results at us. Week three was was bizarre. all over the shop. It was bizarre. I think that's that's the right word for it. There were some results. Uh, that we didn't see coming. There are some other teams who pretend like Jacksonville, for example, perhaps we need to start taking them really seriously. Uh, You know, the form line through them perhaps looks a little bit different now that, now that we're looking at the way they're going, obviously Miami as well. Although because we're recording the podcast a few days later than we normally do, we're obviously going to capture what happened today over in the States. And obviously we'll, we'll cover a bit more about Tua and that unfortunate injury that, that he received, but that's going to shake the season up for the Dolphins. So, this is why we love the NFL, because it's just so unpredictable. And before we start into the football, I'm sure, Sam, you join me in wishing
0: the people of Western, Central, and, North, and Northeast Florida all the very best. Hurricane Ian has been diabolical, places like Fort Myers and Sarasota, which are on the west coast of Florida, everybody. those of you don't know, Florida, Florida. Um, Miami and Palm Beach are on the bottom southeast corner of Florida, but on the western side, Fort Myers is actually where there's a lot of uh, MLB teams have got their spring training camps at Fort Myers, where the places where where it's cold, they all go down there. But they have just been belted by this enormous, vast hurricane that is, as we speak, regenerating and going to whack into South Carolina. Um, a place called Charleston in South Carolina. Very short, Sam. It's terrible, and I just I, we want to send our best wishes
1: out to everybody in Florida. Absolutely, yeah. Collective thoughts with everyone who's been impacted, or you know, is in the line of of that uh, tragic event that's happening through there. I, I was listening to Joe Biden today talking about that it's likely to be the deadliest um, event in Florida history. Um, obviously, um, the weather event we're talking about here. So, yeah, just. Really hoping that that system doesn't gather momentum and it does peter out and and spares South Carolina what what it's already dished out to Florida. But yeah, really well said, said David, and our thoughts with everyone who's been impacted. And of course, South Carolina and South Carolina State was moved
0: and played last night with South Carolina getting a big win up there. But they moved that game out of, interestingly, let's put that into AFL, Tampa has been based in Miami for, for this week because Miami didn't cop the cyclone, the hurricane, reckon. And in fact, Tampa were set to play in Minneapolis because their, their stadium is free as the the uh, Vikings are over there against New Orleans in London playing at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So that's not going to happen now, but we'll come to that when we preview this week. Last week, which seems so long ago, no, but it, it's not. The Browns 29-17 over the Steelers, holding their nerve and producing well. I watched a bit of that game. The Bears, despite... Justin Fields being pretty much ordinary with his head, with his arm, still find a way to win. They're 2-1 and 23-20 and over the Texans. The Titans withstood a furious Raiders comeback to win 24-20. This is number one bizarre result. How, Sam, in bloody hell, did the Colts beat the Chiefs 20-17? to 17? That's a remarkable result.
1: Yeah, that's one of those results that you just shake your head and just, no. you know, you see those scores. And you just think surely that's a that's a mistake that couldn't possibly have happen. happened. Yeah. But what what's what's obviously happening in that game is you've just got an absolutely desperate Colts team that just knew that if they didn't win that game, you know they're 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 losing grip on their division, even though it's not a division that's probably going to be serviced by a team with all that many wins. Um, but to go and do that and to get that win against such a quality team in Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes didn't have didn't have a great game twenty for no. thirty five two sixty two. Um, It was good to see Smith Schuster uh, with five receptions and 90 yards. That was good because he's going to be important for the Chiefs as we get towards the back end of the season. But yeah, great result for the Colts. Well done for Matt Ryan. Uh, I know on our early podcast in the start of the season, I was actually pretty buoyed by the, the prospect of the Colts and I was really disappointed in their first few weeks. So it was good to see them get the win, but definitely was not expecting it.
0: The Dolphins playing a great game against the Bills and beating them 21-19 in Miami with two as what we think was his first concussion, but he he um they he played yesterday and we'll talk about last night. We'll talk about that later. Somehow my Vikings beat the Lions. I do not know how, because we we're behind two touchdowns late, late in the in the um in the fourth quarter, and the, the Vikings kept parity with the Bears. So very, very happy with that. The Ravens and the Patriots played in a scorefest 37-26. Mac Jones picked off three times, but much more importantly, has a high ankle sprain and could be out for a while, although the Patriots, as usual, playing Ducks and Drakes. We thought the Jets had had come back to earth a bit, and they did. The Bengals, 27-12. The Eagles were 24-0 up over the Commanders, and at least the Commanders showed some ticker. But the Eagles are a dangerous, dangerous football side. The Panthers, 22 over the Saints, 14. Jameis Winston, unfortunately, back to his intercepting ways. The Jaguars absolutely belted the Chargers at so if you don't mind, 38-10. We'll talk a little bit more about that shortly. The Rams, 20, went to Zona and beat them, 12. That's all you got to do. It wasn't flashy, but they did it. The Falcons went to Seattle and beat them, 27-23. I think Seattle's in for a long season. The Packers and the Buccaneers had a very big defensive battle. The Buccaneers scored a late touchdown, went for a two point conversion, and missed it. And um, the Packers won 14 12. The Broncos are winning, they're winning ugly, I tell you, 11 10 over the nine. It's an extraordinary result. And Russell Wilson's really struggling, but again, they won. And then, as, we'll, as we always do, we'll start with the Cowboys. Monday night football at the Meadowlands. The Meadowlands is not an easy place to play football. And Sam, you must be very pleased with the way the Cowboys went about it. Cooper Rush again being solid, a decent running game, and they got themselves home 23-16 and get themselves to 2-1. and one.
1: What I was really impressed with about this result for the Cowboys was that they were challenged pretty strongly by the Giants. The Giants had the best of a, a large portion of the game, or large sections of the game, I should say. I mean, the Cowboys were better for the entirety of the match. I think they deserve to win. But the Giants, they're no pushover like they've been in previous years. They are, they are actually a reasonable football team. Um, Saquon That's Barkley it. broke through once, um, was able to get, have a long run of 36 and get a touchdown. And that actually, you know, put the Giants in front. And from that point forward, Cooper Rush just controlled the offense. Um, what was important to see was that they had 30 rushes, 30 passes. That's what they're going to have to do. Yep. From a Cowboys Supporter and someone who invests a lot of time in watching the Cowboys, what I've noticed since uh, Cooper Rush has come in is that they've really just scaled back the offense. They've just dropped a lot of the, the trickery out of it. They've gone pretty bare bones. They've tried to lift the top off the defense, you know, tried to throw it down the field when they do throw, but they've also really brought the running game through. So they're giving Pollard and Elliott quite a lot of opportunities to run the ball, and they're almost running at 50-50 pass. To rush now they weren't doing that with Dak they're obviously doing it more about 70-30 yep. I think this is actually the offense that suits the Cowboys in general so I'm hoping that when Dak comes back and the second that Dak's available he's going to walk back into the starting job and Cooper Rush will go back to the bench without yep. doubt but I think they can learn a lot from what they're doing offensively um, defensively they're really solid they're really solid Diggs is a good player he just you know hunts the ball but offensively they've just this system is just working so much better um, over the last couple of weeks. So hopefully that's a good sign things to come. Yeah. As mentioned, just really good. Zeke probably had his best game that he's had in two years. Um, Tony Pollard's almost becoming the first, um, the first choice running back. He's, he's breaking it. He's averaging, you know, over eight yards a carry. Zeke's probably about, you know, four or five. So yeah, good result. Um, C.D. Lamb made a freakish catch for a touchdown Dropped one he should have taken earlier And then made up for it with a tough one But yeah, really good result for the Cowboys Much needed win Because the the Eagles are a a very, very good football team And you can't afford to lose games like this If you want to win win the division
0: When Pollard and Elliott combined for 28 for 178 It shows you that New York could not stop their running game And it shows that Dallas has got an outstanding offensive line, which they do have. And if Dallas can go around keeping teams to 16 points, particularly in their division, they are going to win more games than not. Um, But from speaking to you this exact time three weeks ago, and we were very concerned about Dallas, they have come back been very professional and got two games up. And particularly winning in division is massive. So it's a very good performance. And as you said, Rush is just the... the, the key here is Dallas aren't giving the football away and that makes an enormous difference.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously, you know, I, I didn't mention him. I should have. Micah Parsons is, is an absolute freak. Should, probably should have won the defensive player of the year last year uh, as a rookie, but yeah, he's, he's something special. What a, what a pickup he was by the, Cow- the Cowboys. Have, they draft really well. They, they, they win a lot of games. They don't win many playoff matches, but they draft well and they always give themselves a chance. So yeah, good signs. Um, we'll probably, I certainly was probably a little bit harsh on Cooper Rush two weeks ago. I was a little bit down on the dumps in that podcast two weeks ago I got the Cowboys, but I'm a bit more positive now.
0: As someone that has spent a bit of time in the United States and yourself, and I lived in Texas, albeit a long time ago, you have to actually be in, in America to understand how high profile the Dallas Cowboys are. And, they call them – they have been called for many years America's team. Now, they're not, but they are such a high-profile team in a very go-ahead city, um, a lot of people in a superb stadium. A lot of people would like to be drafted there, but it does come with an enormous amount of focus. Um, on And in Dallas and in North Texas, the Cowboys are absolute
1: gods. And yeah, that's I mean, the, the- – I guess if we try and tie it back to, uh, I guess, something we talk about here in Australia is obviously that the prime minister's got the top job, but then the next job below that's the Australian test cricket captain. And then in America, it's president and then quarterback of the Cowboys. Like that's how high, that's how high profile these, these positions are. And like, you know, Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott, he's got Tony Romo before, um, you know, so many great quarterbacks that have gone before um, they are in the spotlight. That particular role—that's that, like the, the top of the tree in sports. Um, not that the franchise has, has done anything superb in the last 25 years, but they're—they're they're a machine. They're a marketing machine. Um, Jerry Jones is a brilliant businessman, and he—and he really keeps the every time he speaks, it hits the media. And every time something the Dallas Cowboys quarterback does something, it's in the media. It's such a huge and high-profile role. And you're exactly right when you're when you're in Dallas and when you're in Texas, it's it's football. It's all football.
0: Oh, and 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 you have to if there are those of you that have spent a lot of time watching Friday night lights as I'm sure you have and I have as well schoolboy football college football I had the pleasure of watching Texas Tech and Texas on the weekend which was a another phenomenal game of football it was just superb to watch um and but football is in Texas football is huge remember Texas is a huge place Texas is basically you know it's all it's got so many people, It's you know, it's got one and a half times the population of Australia. It's a big, big place. And um, it's, at uh, it, it football means so much. And the further you go, even if you go and watch the film, No Country for Old Men over there in West Texas, schoolboy football is massive. So it just means a lot to people in that state. So, but yes, you're right. The Dallas Cowboys have a very, very important p- place in the American society and always have. Um Moving on, look, uh, what are games? That, uh, Lamar Jackson was magnificent for the Ravens. Um, the, the Patriots didn't all put it together. Their skill score scored 26. And I still think that AFC um, North is a very open go. Uh, Cleveland have found another way to win. They probably should be 3-0 Cleveland. Um, still can't believe the Colts over the Chiefs, but they did it. The, the Raiders are gone. The Raiders cannot make the playoffs now. They're even after three games in their division, they're Gonskis. The interesting thing is the one team that I think has really surprised people, you mentioned this earlier, is Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, I mean, quickly on the Raiders, they're they're better than some teams that have won two games. But you're oh right. God, they yeah. are. Oh they're so absolutely. Good. Yeah, they're fantastic
0: to watch. <laughs> they play in a tough division and they they fight. And Josh McDaniels learning that again, the hard way of football. It's such a ruthless game, this. But they are better than a lot of teams that have got win. They're a far better side. I reckon they're as good a side as my Vikings, and they're a far better side than Chicago. Chicago is the weakest two-and-one team in the history of mankind.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. And that, that leads us to a great one for us to, to spend a little bit of time on is the The Jaguars and just the performance. Now, obviously, Herbert um, injured his ribs, his rib cartilage, um, and and that impacted his ability to obviously play out the game. But what's been so impressive about Jacksonville is that they've just got their system, their defensive system and their offensive system working really well. Um, Doug Peterson's done a great job. Um, Lawrence is comfortable. He's playing, you know, really smart football the targets that he's got are stepping up. So Christian Kirk um, and Zay Jones have been really impressive options for him to throw the ball to. And then defensively, they're just elite. They are an elite, elite defensive unit, if not the best defensive unit in the league. Um, They hunt the football. Um, They've got players who, you know, control the line. You just don't want to play them. I know a week ago we, you know, were talking about, you know, that was an aberration, the result they put up in week two. And and it's not. It's actually just a they're just a really good football team.
0: And how quickly things can change. Um, the, when Lawrence was drafted, um, excuse me. <coughs> Sorry, everybody. When Lawrence was drafted, he had so, there was so much interest in him. And then the Jacksonville coaching situation was really bad last year, but the guy can play. Now it's early. And we, you, we shouldn't run around making huge, big comments. But they look like they are now a contender in what is a relatively weak... I think this is a fair statement. They are a serious contender in the AFC South. I don't... With Houston can't win it. I'm not real keen on the Titans, despite the fact that they've got one of the best running backs in the league. And who knows with the Colts? Jacksonville's a real
1: chance. It's, uh, the, the Colts are the interesting ones, isn't it? I mean, you look at... <clears throat> the form line of Jacksonville looks amazing. It's when I mean, they 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 beat the Colts 24-0 yes. last week, and then the Colts come out the next week and beat the Chiefs. And, then, City. Yeah, yeah. and the Jaguars knock off the Chargers, who most people, probably me included at the top of the list, had uh, had them doing something really special this season. Um, on the Chargers, obviously, the Bosa getting injured huge. Um, yep. you know, He'll be a game, potentially a game-time decision or, or more than likely to miss um, missed this week and that's huge for them. I think Herbert will probably pull up and play, but he's going to be sore for those that have had rib cartilage damage or broken ribs. Nothing's easy. Um, he'll obviously get jabbed up. You would think, but yeah, that's, that's not a good result for the charges. And have you yeah. had, have you played footy with rib cartilage damage, Tammy? Yeah, I've played with, with, I've played with broken ribs and come back from them and it's, and obviously not having the ability to get shots, obviously playing local footy, you just get out there and play when you're ready to go. But coming back from broken ribs was one of the more challenging ones because you feel like you're good to go until you're running and you cop your first hit or, you know, you bend down to pick up the football and then suddenly you realize that you're not. Dead. And it's really hard to battle through ribs. So it be interesting to see how he goes. Um yeah, that, there's such a small margin for error for the Chargers because of the division they're in. They just can't afford to lose. They can't afford to lose too many games. They should win. So they're on the ropes. Let's
0: have a look here just briefly before we go into that, to, to not, that last night's game and then into this week. So I'm at, Miami are in front of the AFCs, but they played a game extra. They're 3 and 1 with Buffalo next up 2 and 1. Cleveland, Baltimore, and Cincinnati uh, have won two games each. Cincinnati won last night, of course. Cleveland and Baltimore are 2 and 1. Jacksonville are on top on their own in the AFC South. They're two and one. Houston are already gone, and Indianapolis and Tennessee are one and one. The AFC West has Denver ridiculously equal top, despite the fact that they've been rubbish. At least their defense is working. That's one thing you can say about the Broncos. They're defending well. Kansas City and Denver on top there. One of the are they the only undefeated team left in America? I think they are. Unbelievably, after three after three games, there is one undefeated team in the country. And that's the Philadelphia Eagles. And then after that, Dallas and New York, 2-1 and one after. So that NFC is, could be a lot more interesting than we thought. The NFC now, North's got three teams, 2-1, and one, Minnesota, Green Bay, and Chicago. Detroit will be furious that they um, lost to the, to the Vikings. Tampa, 2-1 and one in what is already a weak NFC South. They're in front. They got beat last week, but I think that they'll win their division. And then the Rams are on their own out front after three weeks at, with a 2-1 and one record. After losing in game one, uh, the Niners are a bit disappointing so far. And of course, they've lost their quarterback for the year. So very even and a, interesting standings. I think the highlight for me there is how good Philadelphia has been, Sam, just before we go into into next week. But Philly looking very strong early on.
1: Yeah, definitely. Philly look like they're the team to beat uh, in the in the NFC. I, was, I would think at this stage that. You know, that's not going out in a limb to suggest that they're the form team. Obviously, you never write off the champions, the Rams, but they're they're just not playing great football at the moment, nor are Tampa Bay, to be honest. They fair, fair. yeah, they're not looking too good. Look, I'm really buoyed by the Eagles. I don't like saying it from a Cowboys point of view, but I just love the way that they're going about it. Smith is just elevating um himself to, to he he catches balls that he has no right to catch. He's not a big player, but he just he elevates so well um and jalen hurts is playing playing great football and is such a dynamic weapon he can throw he can run um yeah they're they're looking like they're the team to beat what's actually really interesting to see from the standings you mentioned one part of it is that there's only one team left that's undefeated and there's only two teams left that haven't won a game so you know it's just one of the
0: more even starts i can ever remember ever
1: Yep, if you've if you've won two or your three games, you're uh, you are right up there at the moment. It's just yeah, it's crazy, crazy stuff. But that's why we love it. Uh, we do, and the fact that Chicago, who are almost
0: inept offensively, are still two and one is quite remarkable. It does also show that their defense is in order. So you don't necessarily need to have a high firing offense to win in the NFL. So this week, of, now last night, uh, with a, a very serious concussion for Tua, the uh, the Dolphins quarterback. Cincinnati beat them in since twenty-seven, fifteen. 27-15. So that game's already been played. Um, I've got an article here, Sam, uh, from NFL.com in that uh, Tanglevoa has taken to an ambulance with a concussion. Coach Mike McDaniel said he's got a concussion um, and nothing more serious. And he is now, quote, in a concussion protocol. That is the exact quote from head coach Mike McDaniel. Uh, Sam, interesting in the sport that we love, it would be a hell of a lot different without concussion protocols in the AFL. But I don't think there's any way that Teddy Bridgewater's not under center starting next week. I just can't see Chua playing. It, it doesn't
1: make sense, especially after the you know, and you know, from all reports, he didn't have a concussion last week. <laughs> it looked like he yeah, did. right, yeah. Look, that's rubbish. Yeah, so I think they're going to have to play it safe with him, um, and they're going to have to sit him for at least at least a week and to see what happens. The other note from this game is Tyreek Hill is the best wide receiver in the league. He's oh, a freak.
0: Oh,
1: he's um,
0: – I remember watching certain athletes for the first time and and their explosivity in our game, Sam. The two that come to mind are watching a young Chris Judd and a young Patrick Dangerfield and that explosiveness – Watching Usain Bolt and Asafa Powell for the first time, just how explosive were. This guy, if this guy, Tariq Hill, if didn't, if he did, if he wanted to, couldn't be an Olympic class sprinter, I'll go he. He's yeah. that fast. He's unbelievable. He's that quick. He's also very skillful, but he is Sam. He makes you you get um goosebumps watching how fast and explosive he is. I know you've spent an enormous amount of time watching basketball in your life and you see some people that just explode onto a basketball court. LeBron, watching a young LeBron James is a bit like that, to be quite honest. He just exploded. But this guy, Hill, he's something special,
1: isn't he? Yeah, considering you're playing, and this is this goes for the NBA and the NFL when you get players like, like Tyreek Hill and obviously like LeBron and and others, they're playing with the best athletes in the world, and yes. they make them look like second-class athletes. He lines up on the line, um, and he just busts through and just runs away from people. It's 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 unbelievable how fast he is. He's skillful. He catch the ball. He's a great route runner, um, and you know he makes he makes quarterbacks look. Really, really good. I mean, Tua obviously benefits from having him there. Yes, and, he does. Yeah, and Mahomes did as well. Uh, and, he, and I think he'll be missing, and Mahomes will definitely be missing Tyreek Hill because he's gone to another level. I think we all thought he was special in Kansas City, but he he is, without a doubt in my mind, yeah, the best wide receiver in the league and, and the biggest danger um, for, for anyone. You wouldn't want to line up across from him in the line. He's the most explosive wide
0: receiver I've seen since Randy Moss. Yeah. There you go. And Moss is an entirely different build but this guy Hill he's just he is ridiculous how good he is and you can see why Miami spent a lot of money and a lot of draft picks getting him to South Beach so the Bengals 27 the Dolphins 15 in order the Vikings and the Saints this is a New Orleans game being played at the magnificent Tottenham Hotspur stadium in London it is an amazing setup that crowd the Browns are away to the Falcons the Commanders are away huge divisional game for Dallas, let's see how they go. They need to win this one. Then they're going, okay, they've got the Commanders in Dallas. The Seahawks head to Detroit. The Titans and the Colts play a divisional game. Very important. That game in Indianapolis. Chicago heads to New York, and Chicago would give themselves a fair... Who would have thought at the start of the season, Chicago and New York Giants is two, two and 2-1 teams? Not me. Probably the game of the round... Oh, no, actually, there's a couple coming. But one of the games of the round is Jacksonville against Philly. Now, interestingly, Philly's at the tail end of Hurricane Ian, and everybody's hoping they can get on because Hurricane Ian's supposed to go north, Sam, up towards that Philadelphia Atlantic City area. The New York Jets head to Pittsburgh. Tough day at the office. How's this for a game? The Bills, after getting pogoed by the Dolphins, play the Ravens in Baltimore. Thank you, Mother, for the Rabbits. The Chargers head to Houston and need to win. The Cardinals head to the Panthers. They both need to win. The Patriots have their very, very difficult task without Mac Jones probably of playing at Lambeau Field. I don't think they've got a chance. Uh, The Broncos and the Raiders play an AFC West game that's massive for uh, Las Vegas, not necessarily for Denver. That game's at Allegiant Stadium. The Sunday night game in America, thank you, the Chiefs and the Bucs, with both sides having some issues. And, of course, it could be a bit wild and woolly in Tampa, but they missed the worst part of Hurricane Ian. And then Monday Night Football is in Santa Clara. It's a huge game for the Niners. They've got to win because they can tie it up at the top of the, the top of their division. They've got the Rams in Santa Clara. Short trip up for the Rams. Where do we start, uh, Sammy? Let's go to Dallas first, as we often do. This is that. This is the sort of game. Dallas will figure out that Carson Wentz is a bit fragile, and I think you'll. I agree with you. I think they'll balance their runs and passes. I see the Cowboys winning this, and um, they've got these are the games they actually have to win when Dak's away to give Dak a big launch pad to go go at the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, this is a really important game because these are these are the games the Cowboys often throw away. Games they should win. Games where they're favourites. Games where they should really win solidly. I'll back them in. I think I think they will win. I think they'll be really workmanlike. I think they'll probably end up. Winning quite comfortably, seven to ten points uh, in this one. It's back at Texas, um, although they don't have a great home ground advantage, no. um, unfortunately. Because often you will find that yeah, people people will travel, people will come in, and it's just an oddity, isn't it? About such a football loving area, but you just you seem to get a mix of fans in that stadium, and you don't often get the. You, you, I mean, you get a better, you get a better atmosphere at, at Texas watching the college for sure than you get when you go and watch the Cowboys.
0: Oh, uh, watching a game at Texas Tech or at the University of Texas or God help us Texas a because they're lunatics at Texas a would be a great weekend. Uh, I must admit I would like to go and watch Dallas play. The barbecue in Dallas is phenomenal. Okay, let's go through them. The Vikings and the Saints. I've got the Vikings. The, uh, Jameis Winston is wounded, struggling. The Vikings haven't been overly impressive to be honest but I think they'll be three and one
1: after this weekend. Yeah, they'll be too strong. New Orleans, yeah, don't like don't like their prospects for the rest of the season. Must be honest. I think Minnesota will be too strong. They're in trouble. The Browns head to the Falcons. The Browns at 2-1 and one
0: and should be 3-0. Oh. Atlanta, a good win in Seattle last week, but I see the Browns just getting home here.
1: This is an important one again for the Browns, similar as it is for the Cowboys. You need to bank these wins away. Um, so, obviously, for Deshaun to come back later in the season. Yeah, Cleveland Cleveland just, but they'll they'll get the win.
0: Seahawks and Lions for mine's a toss of the coin. Neither team in great form because this game's in Michigan. I'll pick Detroit.
1: Yeah, I think Detroit's another one of those teams like Vegas that are actually pretty, pretty good, pretty solid. Probably end up around five hundred at the end of the season. I think they'll they'll comfortably account for Seattle. The Titans and the Colts is a
0: divisional rivalry. The, the Colts are one, one, and one, and the Titans one and two. Uh, tough game to read. Uh, they both won last week. I'll go Indianapolis because it's at uh, Lucas Oil.
1: Yeah, I think this is, a, this is a toss in the coin one because the form line around these teams is so up and down. We'll give the benefit of the doubt to Indianapolis off the back of you know, the game against Jacksonville being against a really good Jacksonville team and then, and then knocking off uh, the Chiefs last week. So yeah, at home, Indianapolis, but not by a lot.
0: I think the New York Giants have put a lot of pressure on Justin Fields. I'm not convinced he'll be the starting quarterback for the rest of the year in Chicago. I reckon they're looking around right now. Uh, but for mine, because this is at the Meadowlands, I'll pick the Giants over the Bears.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Giants just off the back of Saquon. I think he'll do enough. Although I don't mind the defence from Chicago. He, he might find it a little bit difficult, but he's just such a dynamic player. I think he'll do enough to get them into position to score points, whether it's touchdowns or field goals, and they'll get a win probably by probably by seven. Jacksonville on Philly. Who would have thought this would be one of
0: the games of the season so far? This is going to be a cracking game. Um, could be high scoring. This game's in Philly. Uh, what These two teams are a combined uh, five and one. I just think Philly are almost the benchmark in the NFC at the moment. At Jacksonville, I've come on leaps and bounds. This could be a real thriller. Hopefully, Jordan Maillard pancakes somebody else this week. That was great to watch. Uh, He's a big unit. He's a big, big man. I think I'll be picking Philly most of the year against everybody, and I'm going to do so here. I think they'll win by a touchdown over Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, lucky this is a public holiday because there's two 4 a.m. games that you don't want to miss. This one, obviously, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Buffalo and Baltimore when we get to it. But two cracking games in the 4 o'clock window, and this is the first the first of those that I'm very interested in, and obviously Dallas, Dallas as well. I think Philadelphia will be too strong, but this is the game that I'm really keen to see what happens because if Jacksonville can win this one, then they are legitimately the real deal because Philadelphia are playing great football. So this will tell us a lot about where these two teams are at, but we'll, we'll give Philly the lean at home. Yeah, I um, I don't think the Jets
0: can win in, in Pittsburgh. I don't think the Steelers are much good. I think Mitch Trubisky must be almost on his last legs, to be quite honest. I think the picket will take over eventually. But um, I'll pick Pittsburgh because it's at Heinz Field. And I actually would pick them at, at, at the Meadowlands as well. So Pittsburgh for mine.
1: Yeah, Michael Fitzpatrick will cause chaos to the Jets and uh, Pittsburgh will win. But not probably despite themselves because I, I don't think that they're not, they're not flash. The Bills
0: and the Ravens. Holy cow massive game in Baltimore it's a tough one to pick the bills will be very very disappointed with losing in miami
1: um they, they played there they played all over miami to, to be honest like they, they won pretty much every statistical category but but uh, on the scoreboard <laughs> which is the most important one this is a big game um baltimore you could 37 on the
0: patriots last week bill belichick would have been filthy this game's in baltimore gee it's a hard game to pick uh, Still not 100% convinced of the Ravens. I am on the Bills. I'm going to stick with my guns here and pick Buffalo away.
1: Yeah, I'm with you as well. I'm going to pick Buffalo to go the, in on the road and win. I don't think they'll win. I think it'll be a tough... Uh, Lamar's so good uh, that he'll keep he'll keep them in the contest. But I just think the Bills have just got too many weapons. They'll be smarting after last week. I think they'll be a lot more... Um, they'll be a lot more rock solid in the red zone, and, and they'll win, and they'll probably end up winning comfortably. The Chargers and the Texans, um, before the
0: start of the season, I would have said the Chargers plus 21. But the Texans have been honest and got a tie this season. And they've got a wounded Justin Herbert. I think the Chargers will win, but I think Houston will give up, put up a decent performance in South Texas here.
1: Yeah, Chargers, they better win. They need to win. If they don't win, then they're, yeah, that's, that's a terrible sign for them. Bosa, probably not going to play. Herbert probably will play, but he'll be wounded. But yeah, I think the Chargers will get the win.
0: Zona heads to Carolina, and of course, um, we're hoping this game goes ahead because that Cyclone's going to barrel into uh, Carolina this weekend. Tough game to read this one. Uh, Look, I'm picking Arizona because I've got no faith in Carolina whatsoever. I think they're ordinary, um, and I I think they've got a lot of attacking things to get sorted out. They've got a terrific running back, but otherwise, I think they're in strife. Arizona for mine.
1: Yeah, Arizona, if they're going to do anything this season, has to win this game because Carolina are not not a team that's going to be mixed in the playoff race this year and Arizona off the back of two impressive first half of seasons and then obviously not finishing them off. Yeah, I think they should win. Um, So I'll back Arizona as well on the road. If Brian Hoyer is the quarterback for the
0: Patriots, the Green Bay Packers Packers will be licking their lips. I can see this being a blowout. I can see this being 14 to 20 for the Packers particularly Obviously, it's at Lambeau, but I think the Patriots are in trouble in this one. I really do.
1: Yeah, this is where Aaron Rodgers gets his confidence of his receivers up. They'll they'll blow New England off the park. The Raiders and the Broncos.
0: Broncos 2-1, the Raiders 0-3. This game's at Allegiant Stadium. The Den- Denver Broncos cannot keep playing this type of football and win. They just can't. And I don't think they're going to win. I think I've got enough faith in the Raiders to pick them, even at 0-3 at against a 2-1 side. But I'm picking Las Vegas at home.
1: Las Vegas against anyone who's not in their division, you know, who's not at the top of their very top of their division or at the top of the league, they'll beat and they'll beat Denver. I reckon they'll win and I reckon they'll win comfortably. The Buccaneers
0: at the moment are a little bit of a worry. Both of these teams, the Chiefs, the this is the Sunday night game in America, and of course in Australia we get to see this game. It'll be live everywhere at twenty past eleven on Monday. Um, the Chiefs and the Bucks is a huge game at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Uh, the Buccaneers have got a lot of offensive things to get sorted out. The Chiefs had a blip last week, a big blip, but it was just a blip. I actually favour the Chiefs here. I'm not quite sure the Buccaneers are firing on all cylinders.
1: Yeah, I think similar to what we talked about um, with Buffalo being smarting after a loss, in Kansas City will be the same. I think they'll, yeah, they'll go into Tampa and they'll win. Um, they should. Uh, I just don't think Tampa Bay has got the same. They're just not clicking on all cylinders. They're not the same Tampa Bay we've seen for the last couple of seasons. They're just a different team. Um, Tom Brady's a year older, and for the first time, he he looks like he's human. I'm just not sure where they're headed, Tampa Bay, this season. And Kansas City will win.
0: I think Tampa will end up with a reasonable record because they've got a weak division. I think they'll win the division, but I can't see them getting past the first round of the playoffs right now. Let's wait and see how they go. And the Monday night game in America is a big one. These two teams hate each other's guts. It's a divisional rivalry. The Los Angeles Rams at Santa Clara against the Niners. Both Sam and I were pretty bullish on the Niners in our season preview. They have been very average. Remember, they lost to Chicago. Uh, This is tough to pick. It is in Santa Clara, but I'm actually picking the Rams here. I think the Rams have just got enough to get over them.
1: Yeah, I'm going to... Go with the 49ers for one more week. I'm going to stick with them this week and okay. see how they go. So I'm going to, I think, I think at home they'll do just enough. I'm not convinced the Rams are fully committed at this stage. They're still two and one and leading their division, which is pretty crazy. Um, but again, they've got Seattle and Arizona in that in that in that division who, who are not overly strong. So yeah, big game for the comp for the for the division here because these are the top two teams. And this gives the if the Rams can win, it gives them a two game break early in the year, and obviously the first win for the tiebreaker. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think Sam Fran will do enough. I think Grappolo will do enough, and they'll they'll get the win.
0: Uh, yeah, look, Sam, thank you so much for your time. It's been great talking to you. Of course, this is a public holiday weekend for us in Australia, so we get to watch a lot of football live instead of sort of trying to catch up sneakily at work. Sam, was there anything else you wanted to talk with that with our dear viewers and listeners before we uh, head off into the Friday night?
1: No, have a great long weekend, everyone. And yeah, enjoy your NFL on the weekend. There's so many good matches. There'll be um, no no shortage of hours spent watching NFL, that's for sure. Uh, yes, and also college footballers. Don't forget, college football
0: is so entertaining. It really is the most extraordinary football to watch. It's just, and you have to go to a college football game and understand what it's like, everybody. The atmosphere is unreal having watched the Houston Cougars many, many years ago. Sam, thank you so much for your time. We'll catch up with you next week. Next week, everybody, sorry sorry that we couldn't get with you on Wednesday night. Uh, we had some work commitments. Uh, we'll get with you. We'll get catch up with you in the middle of the week next week. Sam, take care. Thanks, David. On behalf of Sam, this is David. Look after yourself and enjoy your footy. Bye-bye.